Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to Venture Pill. Yes, sir. On this week's dose, we start out with a breakdown on Agoras, which just raised $20 million in Series A funding led by Toyota Ventures. The company is automating the home building process through proprietary software and a panelized approach that massively reduces the time to build high-quality homes. Next up, you'll hear about Perplexity, hot off their $73.6 million funding round led by IVP, valuing the barely one-year-old startup at $520 million, a good old half-unicorn. The company is an AI search platform that (laughs) aims to disrupt the search engine space and dare we say, down with big search engine? Yes, down with big search engine. It's got a certain ring to it. I'm with it. Mm. It was time we disrupted another antiquated industry, but excited to dig into that one. Lastly, we'll talk about Shield AI, a startup that makes hardware and software to transform drones and aircraft into autonomous systems capable of executing missions in contested environments hot off their massive $500 million Series F. Wow. All right, time to cue the music and let's dive on in. Here we go. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. All right, Agoras, starting off this week's dose with their $20 million in Series A funding led by Toyota Ventures. Agoras was founded by actually two childhood friends, and later fellow Navy SEALs, thanking them for their service, uh, Garrett Moore and Kyle Tom Payne, after they both learned the challenges of building their own homes. They thought, well, how could they take modern technology and make the home building process seamless and easy as it should be? So they started Agoras in 2020 and have since assembled a pretty impressive team as well as a, a good list of investors. Right, and so digging into how does it actually work, They've broken it down into three phases, digitization, construction, and installation. So starting with digitization, they build a complete 3D model of the home at a very detailed level, and their software allows builders to have real-time price estimating and even VR walkthroughs, which is awesome. Imagine being able to see what your future house looks like just by putting on a pair of goggles. Moving on to construction, their facility has high-tech robot machinery that constructs all of the components from custom walls and floors, even to roof pieces and panels. And with computer numeric controlled accuracy, they're able to design all this to 1 16th of an inch accuracy, which is incredible. And finally, for the installation component, homes are built in days, not months. All materials are shipped to the home site where local tradesmen install the components under Agoras team supervision. And so, for instance, a 2,500 square foot home can be installed in three to five days, which is insane. That is exponentially quicker than anything we're seeing right now. Yeah, an amazing process from start to finish. And we got all that from their website. There wasn't too much 
in terms of press around this round, but a really cool website if you're just curious about this process. They've got some cool videos that show it. Um, and I was most interested by their manifesto. You love a startup with a manifesto. <laughs> um, so I wanted to just read a, 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 a small snippet of it, the last part, after they described a bit of the problem they were looking to tackle with obviously the housing crisis and future demand. Their goal is to, by 2030, to build 100,000 homes offsite in their regional factories of the future. They're going to leverage advanced software to power flexible robotics to build the customized housing that Americans need. These units can all be unique, tailored to match the architectural styles and residential zoning of each community, and homeowners will be able to receive keys within days of breaking ground. It just seems so futuristic. Entire communities will be rebuilt seemingly overnight following natural disasters. Building homes at this speed, however, is not science fiction, they say. It's becoming a reality if they do what Ford did for building cars for construction. Think about a Boeing 737, which rolls off the factory floor every 17 hours, and a Tesla every 45 seconds, which both are equally impressive and surprising. You know, we enjoy the benefits of industrial automation every day, yet no one has applied this to construction. Clearly a big challenge, but at Agris, they're striving to be the first, and they claim they will be the fastest to do so. Technology built by American builders for American builders. And by going back to our roots as makers and innovators, we can transform our communities and restore the American dream. Like, so American. These guys are two <laughs> Navy SEALs. They're just, they're built, they're building homes for the American dream. Like, how can you not, how can you not get behind that? Seriously, that is, that is a hell yeah. And we didn't even <laughs> think about this, but dare we say down with big construction, maybe? Mm, Definitely yeah. another old industry that... Uh, we've seen a lot of companies try to innovate already, but is ripe for disruption. Taking a wrecking ball to big construction. <laughs> you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so a little bit more about Agris. They claim their pricing is competitive with other home building solutions. And they also claim that while this panelization technique has been tried before, and it may ring a bell for some of our listeners uh, about our interview with Krava and Ritwick, uh, they are different in that they are software driven and focused on creating a single source of building information with the digitization process. So before any lumber is cut, they have an accurate rendering of the home that will be built. Yeah. Well, previous offsite construction companies attempted to vertically integrate too much too rapidly. Agris has grown at a deliberate pace. They're focused on refining the process, addressing builders' pain points, and building a nationally scalable offsite construction solution. So it seems very calculated in their approach. And I mean, it remains to be seen, but um, I'm impressed. Definitely impressed. And again, all of this addressing the national housing crisis, which is becoming more and more apparent every day. And it reminded us, like I just mentioned, of our friends at Krava. Uh, which we covered with their founder, Ritwik Pavan, on episode 93. We actually got to go on site in the factory, which was awesome. Krava has a slightly different approach. So they're starting with ADUs, which Agris actually apparently offers as well. Uh, and they were recently acquired by Lada Cube in December of 2023, a manufacturer of walls. So maybe looking to take a different route in this ever increasingly crowded space of construction and figuring out how to 
circumvent the current issues with the construction and housing industry. Yeah, it's certainly not a novel idea, but there's a reason I think that it hasn't been solved yet. It's because it's a massive challenge. So many components, making it efficient, bridging the gap between computers and robots and actual materials and people is mm -hmm. just a crazy, ambitious problem to to conquer and it's cool to see that they're going for it they have they have the confidence they have the technology seemingly the backing of good investors i'll be excited to see how agris can continue to grow uh and conquer this yeah i will say one thing that we heard ritwick you know double down on several times with krava is that with this construction technology a lot of it still comes down to permits zoning regulations mm -hmm. things like that right so i'm not sure how far along agris may be in the journey of being compliant with local zoning and whatnot um, but that seems to be something that's still holding back this innovation within the construction space but you know definitely at a certain point when there's so many promising opportunities and technologies available uh, you, you would think that some change can be spurred within the zoning and permitting space for construction yeah, it's a good point to mention. I think it's one certainly big element of the whole equation. Uh, <laughs> such a complex industry to get into to fuse with technology, but certainly worthwhile. And uh, happy to see that these guys are, are looking to make a big difference. Uh, what we love about venture capital, as we say so much, but solving a big issue with technology, changing an antiquated indus industry, what's not to love? All right, next up we have Perplexity, which raised $73.6 million in funding led by IVP, valuing the barely one-year-old startup at $520 million. One of the quickest ascents to a huge valuation that we've covered on this podcast in nearly two years of doing this. So uh, just, just that alone is noteworthy. But in addition, the round included participation from a true slew of big-time investors <laughs> like Jeff Bezos, if you've heard of him, <laughs> NEA, Toby Lutke, a variety of other individuals and institutional investors as well. And so Perplexity is an AI search platform that aims to disrupt the search engine space. And yes, we're saying it down with big search engine. Down with big search engine. Let's go. It's about time, honestly. And so we actually put perplexity to the test. We asked how it would describe itself on a podcast segment, and this is the result it gave. The platform aims to provide a superior search experience by delivering instant answers with full sources and citations, free from the influence of advertising-driven models, which is a big knock that Google and Yahoo get. Additionally, the platform described itself as a conversational AI platform that tunes search queries with follow-up questions, addressing weaknesses of the current search model, like transparency as well as accuracy. The company's business model and its use of generative AI in consumer search are still surrounded by uncertainties, and despite competing against established players like Google, Perplexity AI believes it can carve out a niche by offering a more efficient model of knowledge propagation, accelerating learning and research. The startup claims to have 10 million active monthly users and is focused on expanding its team and further developing its AI models. Yeah, I mean, 
I think perplexity may come out with a venture pill (laughs) (laughs) clone pretty soon. That was pretty damn good. (laughs) We got to stop asking perplexity questions. No more. (laughs) We can't tell it any more about our proprietary research process (laughs) 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 or it'll learn how to be us. Anyways. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Um, don't worry, we wrote the rest of this. <laughs> the company was founded in August of 2022 by an impressive team of AI experts, specifically with their CEO, Aravind Srinivas, coming from OpenAI, which has created the famed ChatGPT. Srinivas says that perplexity is for anyone who uses technology to search for information. Not exactly your laser-focused, <laughs> typical initial target demographic that they teach you in startup school but rather the opposite, an ambitious target audience of basically everyone and anyone. Right, and the main differentiator for perplexity when compared to other existing AI solutions out there, like you mentioned the popular ChatGPT, BARD, uh, and many others, is that its outputs cite the sources from which the answers were generated. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And their pro plan, which is $20 a month, offers plenty more cool features like that for search, like personalization and even document uploading, seems like the ideal tool for research and students in the sense that it kind of seems to encourage more ethical research methods instead of having the AI do it for you or, or write your report for you or whatever you may be doing. It's giving you the opportunity to learn much more efficiently and appropriately and ethically. Mm-hmm. And we don't even need to mention how crowded the landscape is for an AI search engine, right? If you've been in tune with the news or the podcast at all over the past year or so, you know that this is a incredibly popular and you know saturated field. You got the big players like OpenAI and Microsoft and Google and other tech giants building AI tools and better search. And then you also have other startups, some smaller players in the space, some of which we've covered on this show in the past that are also taking on this market and attempting to carve out a niche. So all that to say, it is an incredibly crowded and popular space. That said, the total addressable market is massive. So if you are able to carve out even a sliver of a sliver of that pie, you're in good shape. And that appears to be what Perplexity is looking to do with this search engine. Yeah, grandma's been cooking that pie. Grandma's been busy. (laughs) Grandma's been busy, yeah, that's what I meant. Shout out Jack Rule, episode five. Oh, gee. Uh, yeah, no, you're totally right. But I think the question will be how they use this funding to generate ARR, uh, annual recurring revenue, of which they only have about $10 million. And I say only because that's when you compare it to their valuation, $520 million, and also, probably more importantly, the cost of running the business. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, business is about revenue versus expenses, and they have a lot of those and not a lot of revenue. So, you know, you imagine that they're really attacking this with as much capital as they can to go up against these big giants and the revenue should come later. I think that's the idea with the investment by these, uh, you know, these novice investors like Bezos and (laughs) a couple (laughs) of first timers. Yeah, they probably (laughs) saw a promising financial projection, but uh, projection versus reality, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and I that that pricing model looks similar to the ChatGPT pricing model which is $20 a month for GPT-4 or maybe it's mm-hmm. you know GPT plus or something but um mm-hmm. just as a reference point I know that that's what GPT is using so 
We'll see. Yeah. I don't know if that's the standard, you know, monthly subscription price, but you know, fing fingers crossed for the team at Perplexity. Seems like they're onto something. They've got great investors, big evaluations. And I love, I love their name. It's a great yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> and closing out this week's dose, we have Shield AI, a defense tech startup that just expanded their latest funding round with another $300 million in equity and debt, bringing their total Series F to $500 million. So they raised $200 million in equity back in November, and this latest extension boosts their valuation to $2.8 billion. So almost a triple unicorn situation. We'll get into the, we'll, we'll dive deeper into this in a second, but at large, the company is looking to scale its autonomous flying systems for the US military and its allies. Holy cow. Super cool. Yeah. And a little bit more on the round. Uh, the debt provider is Hercules Capital. And Shield AI declined to specify the source of the additional equity. It's mysterious. Ooh, mm. maybe the U.S. government? Who knows? Um, the $200 million round was co-led by U.S. Innovation Technology Fund, or USIT, and Riot Ventures, joined by Disruptive, Snowpoint, and Kathy Wood's ARK Invest. All right. Now, just to get into a little bit more about what they do, the startup, Shield AI, was founded in 2015 and makes hardware and software to transform drones and aircraft into autonomous systems capable of executing missions in contested environments. Take a deep breath. Whew. The company's flagship product is HiveMind, which is an AI pilot software that enables drones and aircraft to maneuver autonomously, so that's without GPS or communications, and also enables the concept of intelligent teaming which is the ability to autonomously read and react to each other, to adversaries, and to the environment to accomplish the mission. That is next level. Like, wow, that is incredible. <laughs> Again, one of those topics that we're uh, not, not that well-versed in, <laughs> to put it lightly, uh, but so cool to, to learn about. And this is the first strategic deterrent that is software-defined. And this has only recently become possible due to the advances in AI and compute power, potentially signaling an incoming paradigm shift for aerospace and defense. We've seen this coming, right? Robots, robot warfare. Uh, but it, it's, really, it's really here. And that's crazy to think about. It is scary, but I think, you know, it's with the right, the right things in mind, you'd like to hope. And so a little more on their AI. It's trainable and adaptable to many different missions, has flown teams of quadcopters, V-BATs, which are drones, and modern fighter jets. The closest tech comparable is what Tesla is doing with their self-driving stack, according to Stephen Marcus, co-founder and general partner at Riot Ventures. So like self-driving cars, when one V-BAT flies, the fleet learns. They're communicating with each other. Live flight experience is accumulated, retained, and shared at unprecedented speeds and scales. The, I mean, incredible cutting edge technology. Love the Tesla analogy to break down a pretty complex concept. Mm -hmm. So, they recently launched VBAT Teams, which is a software product that operates with HiveMind to enable teams of VBAT drones to execute missions autonomously and in a coordinated effort. Yeah, the company is also working to integrate HiveMind into uncrewed fighter jets and other aircraft. 
as we mentioned, increasingly sophisticated drone technology, much of which is focused on jamming the drone's communications or navigation, has made Shield AI's tech stack especially attractive to the Pentagon. So fighting, fighting technology with, with even better technology. That's so cool. Yeah. And so this massive round of funding comes amidst an increasingly strong wave of investor support for defense technology startups, spurred by rising geopolitical tensions, as well as a sharp awareness amongst the Pentagon that the U.S. risks falling behind its adversaries. So we've covered <laughs> some startups in the past. One of them was an autonomous boat company, similarly for the U.S. military and its allies, also spurred by rising geopolitical tensions. Mm-hmm. All these startups, you know, it's it's a little scary and certainly unfortunate that there has to be such a uh, influx of capital and need for this kind of technology. But, you know, it is, I think, while it's kind of scary to envision a drone warfare future and seemingly it, it is getting a little bit closer, at least the technology for it is becoming more available to mitigate the risk of the U.S. falling flat on its feet or being caught flat footed. In the worst case scenario where we, you know, we go into some kind of crazy uh, all out war situation, which, again, nobody wants, nobody's rooting for, but certainly do want to know that we are technologically protected as, as best we can. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised that 8VC, our friends over down the street here in Austin on South Congress, mm-hmm. uh, I'm surprised they're not involved in this round. I'm sure they talked. Um, but we know 8VC to be heavily invested in defense tech. And one of our good friends, Tom Smith, is uh, certainly helping in that area with his stint working there. So we'll be curious to hear their take on this company and uh, the whole the whole industry with this technology. Um, it's scary. It's amazing. It's cool all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hopefully we don't need to use it, but yeah. at least we have it type of scenario. But yeah, on that positive note, I think we're (laughs) just about ready to wrap up episode 103. As always, thanks to our listeners. Covered some really interesting, diverse companies this dose, it felt like. Taking down some down with big industries and also, Mm -hmm. you know, cutting edge AI, autonomous pilots. Interesting. We've covered AI in so many different use cases, but not as much seemingly in like warfare or defense tech related startups. So. Mm-hmm. A pretty interesting application of it for sure. And, you know, I, I think we'll probably continue to see some more startups about that in the future. But I digress. As always, thank you to our listeners for f- doing your job and listening. <laughs> you guys are really good at that. We're good at talking. It's a, it's a good thing we got going here. We got a good thing going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We got to get going. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie, that's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do it.